Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well. I'm doing good. I went live, just got a bit distracted. I even told myself this morning, I was like, okay, Anna, don't turn on your social media phone until you sit down because basically I'm doing a Q&A today around some certain topics and I need to turn my social media phone on. And then as I did that, I was like, no, no, I won't scroll. No, she scrolled. Anyways. We're here, we're ready to rumble. Basically, I put up a question box on my podcast Instagram yesterday all about the topic vibe was stress, school, exams, balancing priorities, around that. And you guys put your questions in because obviously this is a solo podcast and I feel like sometimes there are questions to be asked, but because I don't know the questions myself necessarily, then the answers don't come out. So this is just such a great way for you guys to ask your questions and we get to the answers or not even answers because I do want to give a little disclaimer guys I'm not necessarily right it I can only go from like my personal experiences and what I've learned so far and as you will find like the podcast has nearly been running for a year probably some of my first episodes I've probably got different perspectives now because as you grow you gain different perspectives but everything up until this point like what I give today is my knowledge of the current situation right now and i may have different opinions in a year as i grow even more but i like to talk about things that i feel a bit more confident on Com confident on confident on so i haven't looked at them at all i'm literally just looking now i think we're just gonna we're just gonna see what comes up in my brain there's no there's no prepared answers okay first one how to deal with stress eating okay i feel like this is a not a juicy one but like probably a lot of people are kind of interested i'm there too like i'm definitely like an emotional eater too like when you're stressed you eat there's an element of just being okay with it like if you stress eat and then you feel guilty you're more likely to eat even more let's say a mini binge or a binge or feeling really like shitty in yourself and so like Sometimes when I'm stressed and I'm like, I literally just need a bit of chocolate. I just go have the chocolate and I'm just like, and what? Do you know what I mean? There's a certain level of just saying, and what? Obviously in terms of like, if it's a continuous thing and you think it's affecting your health and you know, it is better to eat regulated. What you wanna do is learn new skills of regulation. So I used to eat food in a way of regulating my body and that basically makes you feel calmer, it makes you, it soothes you. And so things like learning your breath, having a shower, taking a walk outside, breathe, you know, I've already said breathing and stuff, but it's basically about calming your body and then going to decide to go eat because you also wanna make sure you're getting the food in too. You don't wanna just be like, oh, I'm stress eating all the time. like. Do you know what I mean? You've got to have a bit of perspective over it. And then another thing is to actually deal with the stress itself. So if a thing is continuously making you feel stressed, it's actually like, okay, can we reduce our stress in the day, right? So if something comes up, can we deal with it at the time? I think just like learning more about yourself. Like I know what stresses me out and work. And if I have too many like messages or too many things coming at me, too many tasks when I already have like tasks I already need to do, like when loads of things come at me, I get super stressed out. And so it's a matter of like, once you know that it's like, okay, I'm gonna have my phone on do not disturb for a bit, or I'm gonna understand that I can physically only do a certain amount of work today. And like, I can't be stressed if I don't get others done, if I have put my all in. So I think there's an element of like managing the stress. Well, I guess that's what I said before, like regulating yourself, um, but kind of catching those typical stressful things before noticing what stresses you out in your week. Like part of my kind of, I say when I turn on my business brain, like for my work and stuff, 
one of the things that I, I like to brainstorm and I like to think, where can I improve? And one of them is always, where can I reduce stress? That's one of my biggest questions. Like if I'm evaluating my month, my week, my year, it's what causes me stress, whether that's work, whether that's personal, and then what can we do about it? Like you need to start treating yourself like you can investigate and you can, it's about solving problems. So for the some of the things for reducing stress, I wrote a little arrow and I said, are there jobs and activities that someone else can do? So that's basically like delegating tasks, but obviously like, take this with a pinch of salt and whatever you're doing in life, but almost look out for things like, do I need to be doing that? Or can I get help with this? Or do you know what I mean? It's, it's really kind of problem solving. It doesn't mean life's supposed to be that way. Like look into your life, where can you reduce the stress? Can you talk to a friend and sort something out? Can you ask your mom to stop bugging you about a certain thing? Do you know what I mean? Can you get a calendar and maybe organize your life a bit more so you're less stressed? Do you have any tips to stop procrastination? with revising due to exam stress. Okay, so I think there's like elements of this. So one thing, sometimes when we think that we constantly have to be doing something, it causes us to procrastinate because mentally you're not giving yourself a break. So even if you say, but I've procrastinated for the last five days and I haven't studied, but every single day you expect yourself, like you're just like, yeah, but I need to study every single day. What would be better is like, okay, maybe my body's a little bit tired. Maybe my brain's a little tired. So let me purposely give myself a day off, like purposefully. And when you purposely give yourself a day off, you don't procrastinate because there's nothing to procrastinate over because it's a day off. And you'll find you might be a bit bored or you might be like, what do I want to do? You might go to the gym. You might see a friend. You might watch YouTube all day. That's not procrastination. If you watch Netflix all day, that's not procrastination because you've willingly chose it as a day off. And then what happens is you build up some motivation You because you've taken a space, you've taken a step back away from the task. Let's say the next day you're like, wait, like I purposely gave myself a day off yesterday. Today, I'm actually inspired to do it. Instead of always having this like hangover of stress, hangover, that's really not stress hanging over your head. That's what I meant. And I know it can be hard with exam stress because you feel that you need to be studying every single day because you don't know enough. And like, I get that. And you want to be doing your best. And I want you guys to do your best too. But I want you to know that physically, mentally and physically, you cannot be studying every moment, every hour or every day. And I know for some people, they may take it to like one end of like, bro, I can't do anything. But I want you to know that just overall, you're still allowed to give yourself days off. Remember when I was doing my A-levels and GCSEs, it was like, wait, 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 I'm allowed a, a day, a day off, half a day. Sometimes one day can be too scary and not necessarily too scary, but necessarily you can't afford it. But giving yourself a purposeful half the day, you don't realize how long half a day is. Imagine if, you know, every day you're telling yourself to a study every day, but you're not quite getting it done. Okay, so let's say, let's talk about your weekend and you wanna study both Saturday and Sunday because you're trying to get really good grades and that's what you need to do. Fair enough, fair enough. But within that, you need some sort of break. And so what you could do is you could say, okay, Saturday morning, I'm gonna have a break. Like I am just gonna have a break. There's, there's no work gonna be done. But at 2 p.m. I'm gonna start. 2 p.m. to like 6 p.m. or however long, maybe 1 p.m. start, I don't know. But that chunk of the morning, it's yours go romanticize life, go get a coffee, don't think about exams, go do something else. And then you'll start at 2pm feeling good. I think that's the thing, like you'll step into it being like, oh, I'm starting on time. 
I haven't procrastinated. Whereas what could happen is that you could wake up and of course you don't want to study straight away. Like it's the same for me. Like if I start work, the second, if I tell myself I need to start work, the second I wake up, it's not going to make me feel great. Like I feel a bit suffocated. And so just giving yourself that little bit of room. When you do start, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel on time. You're going to get a good amount done. And then the next day you can do the same. You can have another half day or like a section of your day. So that's what I would recommend. Purposely give yourself time off so that you can turn up. Also, you want to be really checking in with yourself, like emotion wise as well, because procrastination does have stuff to do with emotions as well. Like if you're not feeling good, if you're not feeling rested, that can slide in. Also, procrastination can come in if you feel like you're going to fail already. There's an element of like, if you think you're not going to be good enough or you think you're not going to master it, then you procrastinate. Like I remember there was no issue with me studying like PE, so physical education, because I absolutely love the theory of it. But something, for example, like English or something, I'd procrastinate on doing my homework all the time because I thought I wasn't good at it and I thought I didn't like it. Um, and so that's another element of it. So I think if I was to go back, I would maybe say to myself, you don't have to be perfect at it. I just need you to put a couple of hours towards it. You don't have to be the best writer. You don't have to get the best grades in English or whatever subject, but we just need to put a few hours towards it. Okay, next question is, how do I stop being a subconscious perfectionist in everything, especially in exams. Okay, it's interesting because I'm, I'm the same. Um, what it is, just to gain a bit of understanding, it's very much from your past. There is something in your childhood or past that made you feel that you had to be perfect at everything in order to be loved or in order to be appreciated. And it's just wiggled its way or not even wiggled because you had it when you were like younger and stuff and it just goes into your teenagehood it goes into your adulthood and healing that part in itself will be so helpful like me doing all my therapy stuff on that as well like it doesn't mean that you're gonna coming away from being a perfectionist doesn't mean you're gonna fail in life it means you're gonna enjoy life more right and you can still be good at things. You can still achieve things, but you're doing it from a different energy. Like take it from me. I have, I'm not doing all of the stuff that I do necessarily to be this like perfect human and achieve and be good enough. It's like, no, okay, I feel good enough. And like, I'm still working on it and stuff, but I'm able to do it from a place of just like knowing this is best for me or what I want to do. So in terms of just stopping being a perfectionist, that in itself is hard. That takes therapy, that takes work. You're not necessarily gonna fix it in a week, but now that you've gained this perspective, potentially, that could shift a lot. Because then what happens is when this voice says, you need to study more, you need to do more, you need to do more, you're able to catch it and be like, no, I've done enough today. Like your adult brain comes in and goes, no, I have physically done enough today. And well, this was literally what was going up in therapy with me last week. So I'll just say it because it's better when I kind of talk from personal experience because it actually makes sense in my head <laughs> and then take it as you will. So I was in therapy and I was telling her like, okay, so I'm like editing and filming all day and it comes to like 6 p.m. And, and I could have started at 7 a.m. And I, my, my brain will find things that I still need to do. Like I'll be like, oh, but I haven't posted on Instagram or I haven't done this yet or I haven't replied to this yet or I, I, I could do one more TikTok. I could do one more. So it's that element of doing a little bit more, a little bit more. And, and she basically said like, that's a younger part of you 
not feeling good enough and thinking they need to do more. And the thing is, you'll never actually be satisfied. Like it makes sense. If I had a really, like I could have a really long working day and I could have done loads, but if internally I don't feel like I've done enough, then it doesn't actually matter how much I do. I'll probably still go to sleep thinking I'm not doing good enough. And so it's that element of like, knowing on a statistical level that you've done enough. Let me go over what I've done today, right? I woke up at this time, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. Bro, you have done enough. And then that adult brain has to almost tell your child self and be like, sweetheart, you've worked really hard, okay? And just in terms of human energy levels and capacity of what you can do in a day, you have done your maximum. It's time to go to bed without guilt. We need to wind down, do you know what I mean? Like, and what was interesting, I'll just go a bit like deeper on this one. So this like child self that I'm talking about, I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of work with her at the moment. And it's around like, I think my 14 year old self. And we were kind of going back, like, where did this come from? And I remember when I used to visit my dad in Aruba, the Caribbean, little backstory. My parents like divorced before I was born. Fast forward to six years old, didn't see him for four years. That took me to 10 years old. And then basically from 10 to 17, I saw him like once a year on holiday. So you can just imagine like always wanting that like kind of appreciation, approval, attention from my dad, just because I didn't really see him much. And so this period of seeing him once a year and I would go for like four weeks, like I'd go for a month in the Caribbean. It was honestly the best time ever. It's only until I reflect and I go, oh my gosh, that 14 year old, or, you know, she was 12, she was, she was lots of the different ages. But I remember 14, 13, especially, she was trying to do so much in order to like gain my dad's attention. And you might have this with your mom, your dad, whatnot. But I would literally try achieve more things in my year. I would try get better grades, better report cards, good dance videos. I'd try to improve my gymnastics. I'd go on runs. I would get better at my cooking so that when I would see my dad once in the year, I'd bring him all my report cards. I'd show him all my dance videos. I'd, I'd be there in person doing my cartwheels. And like in the morning he would wake up doing his work cause he was always like working early and all the sisters would be asleep. And I'd be like, hi dad, I'm going for a run. And he'd be like, oh, you're so amazing, Anna. Like you're so motivated. I'd go on a run, I'd come back, I'd make a smoothie, I'd make a healthy breakfast. And he'd be like, oh, Anna, you're always on top of things. And my 14 year old self fed off that. Like that's all she wanted. And it's so crazy that I literally like tried all year to like be this better version of myself, just wanting like for a 30 second, like while I was passing over my report card for him to take, you know, 10 minutes to read it. And then for a couple of minutes, he'd just be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, and it was all genuine. Like he was being genuine and he obviously didn't know that I was like, well, I didn't even know that I was going to that full extent. Well, I think I kind of did. And it was just crazy. Like I, I just, and all I wanted was just these words of affirmation. And maybe because we didn't, we weren't as like physically close. Like we weren't like as huggy. Like I would love to hug him, but just generally got less than let's say my mum or something. And also cause I didn't live with him. And so just like words of affirmation was such a big thing for me. And so I think, you know, it just, that almost developed some really core habits or just traits of myself. And it obviously went on and just always trying to, I guess, like achieve more and do more. And so just having that moment of reflection to look back and be like, where in my life did I really feel that I had to be a better person in order to gain love? Like genuinely. And it was actually really healing last night. I wrote a letter to my 14 year old self 
And I was just like, girl, you, I just want to let you know that you don't need to do more. Like you're good enough already. And that is so hard to say out loud. Like my 14 year old self, I could just see her. I literally saw her like going up to my dad and being like, oh, dad, I'm like, and it's just telling her like, you know, you don't need to do any of this. Like you can, and you're amazing for doing it. But on a level of like being loved by a parent, you're good enough. And I know if my dad knew that all of this was going around, like, you know, he, by the way, he passed away when I was 17. And so I know that if he was kind of like looking down now, he'd be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you would, you were going to those extents. And he probably would say like, I loved you no matter what. Like I know he did. And I also know it was a matter of like him not necessarily being able to show it. And therefore I thought that maybe he didn't, do you know what I mean? Because in my head, I was like, why hasn't my dad moved over to England to live with me? My dad doesn't love me enough. So I need to be the best version of myself every year. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so complicated and it's such a different, maybe little route to the question of how do you like stop, you know, being a perfectionist, but I'm trying to give you, you know, inside Anna's mind, my kind of deeper understanding and it is from past stuff. And so when you have that moment, what I found that really helps is let's say yesterday I was going up to 6 p.m. and I was like, bro, I really want to get off my phone. And then I had this like little green monster in my chest that was like, mm, but you could totally make one more video right now <laughs> or you could totally just do it a little bit more editing. And then I was like, I had to take a moment and realize, right. It's got nothing to do with the present moment. And I took a second, I put my hand on my chest and I like went to the 14 year old self and I go, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. And then she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay. And this little green monster disappears because if she knows she's enough, she's the one that's coming out asking me to do more things. Do you know what I mean? So in a way, if you can maybe reflect, take, you know, journal and just be like, why am I perfectionist? In what time in my life did I think I had to do all this stuff? You might get to a point of like, oh shit. It was because maybe my mom never did this or my mom never whatever, or my, my dad or whatnot. Maybe your brother or sister never appreciated you or anything and you always tried to impress them. And then what you need to do is yes, there's healing to do with that certain person, but actually go to the version of yourself, that age, imagine them. And then your adult self, your grown up self needs to go to them and be like, you are enough. You've got to give them that love, right? It's not about getting it from other people anymore. You got to turn up. So I know that was super deep, but I feel like I want to share that with you. And sometimes I get afraid that like, maybe I share stuff that are like, maybe not your, I'm not going to say traditional, but like what I learned in therapy, the reason why I'm like at the place that I've like got to today is because of these understandings and these kind of healing moments. So why not share it with you guys? So <laughs> I hope that helps. Give you a little DM if it does. Okay, next question. There's another question that says, how to avoid comparing studying productivity to friends who may be doing more? And I think this is kind of similar. I had this thing that I was comparing myself to someone else recently, and it was to do with like growth and stuff. And in terms of like social media and work. And I was like telling my therapist, I was like, bro, like I'm really pushing myself at like a weird level. And she basically said like, again, it's coming back to yourself and saying you're enough. When you're really strong and grounded and like, I am doing what I know I can do. 
And that might be in terms of exercise and gym. You know, I have a friend who's doing way more, but you know, let's say you're recovering from an eating disorder. You've got to say to yourself, I know that I can only do this amount of exercise a week. I don't care if other people are doing it around me. I know this is what I've got to be doing and I cannot compare myself to others because I'm an individual. When you're grounded in that, it's going to make you feel better. When you're grounded in the fact that you are trying your hardest. And just to let you know that like doing more hours isn't necessarily more productive. Okay. So if your friend are doing way more hours, but you know that you're going in there, you're focusing and you're doing your hours and you're coming out, be grounded and like empowered in the fact that you're doing the best thing for you. We are all so different guys. And honestly, comparing yourself to others, it's not great. And I feel like the last like little thing that I just talked about, like comparing myself with someone, um, really minor but i feel like that was kind of like one of the last okay i can't say one of the last because i think things are always coming up to heal but generally in terms of comparing i've really really stepped back from that and i think it is a matter of just going like this is your life i don't care whether people are eating different to you working out different to you studying different to you being more productive being less productive partying harder this is your life okay so i just want to give you that little bit of confidence like you don't need to stress about what anybody else is doing. This is you, okay? So that may not be helpful. And that may not be what you wanted to hear, but, but that's what I've got to say. Someone asked, can I just have reassurance to take time off the gym for schoolwork? Yes, of course. Guys, remember that priorities are always gonna change. And if you've got exams going on at the moment, you cannot do everything, okay? You cannot be a master at all. If exams are more of a priority right now, they're going to take up more of your time, which means you're gonna have less time, which means you will not be able to fit everything else that you do in your normal schedule. And so whether that's decreasing your gym time or doing it just a couple of times less a week or doing something a little bit quicker, do you know what I mean? Like different things are gonna take a toll. I know for me, when I have a busier period for work, I just don't cook as much and I and I don't get mad at myself for it. It's just something I notice. I'll make quicker meals. I'll maybe get takeout. I'll maybe just go to the shops and get a sandwich. Like it's okay. And then there'll be periods of my life where there'll be less work. And you guys are going to find that in summer. Like when exams are over, your priorities are going to change. You're going to have so much free time. And so it's just about knowing that you don't have to hold on to all these reins, like reins, is that the word? Like you don't have to hold on to all these things so tightly. You're allowed to do things a little bit less, okay? So yes, have that reassurance. You're allowed to take that little bit more time off the gym, especially if it's potentially coming from a place of just feeling like you have to do it. Yeah, take the time off. If you know, you know, there's this other end of knowing what regulates you and knowing what makes you feel good. And so if you know, and just, you know yourself and you're like, bro, if I don't get out of the house and do some sort of exercise and get my mind off exams, do it, honestly do it. And I think to an extent, I think there's research behind it as well, that doing exercise alongside exams, you know, it just freshens up your brain. It gives yourself that break. It actually helps you almost like absorb information too. So there is that element of doing that. But again, it's your call and just understanding your priorities. Okay, someone's asked how to not feel guilty for not going to uni and not having your life figured out. I love this question. Firstly, don't ever, ever feel guilty for not going to university. Life works out. Trust me, everyone has their path. Everyone has different paths. University isn't for everyone. Like I would genuinely, coming from the bottom of my heart, like you do not need to feel guilty about going to uni. And then 
on this other thing of like not having your life figured out i saw this really good video the other day and it was like people stress about having their life figured out and you know becoming a teacher becoming an engineer becoming a certain something and it basically said like when you know exactly what you want to do and like this is your life you're almost fixed whereas not knowing it means there's so much room for opportunity guys we are in our 20s okay you may be in a different age group or whatever but I think we're all around some sort of age group. It doesn't even matter if you're in your 30s or if you're 15, right? Life is like a dressing room at this time. We wanna try so many different things and we don't have to stick at it. We don't have to be good at it. We just wanna try different things. We wanna make new friends. We wanna experience new things. We also wanna learn about ourselves. We wanna find the routines that make us feel comfortable. You don't have to know what you're doing. And I know there is an element that you're like probably sick of hearing that maybe from like maybe some people telling you that but then i want you guys to know that it doesn't mean that you can't have purpose you don't have to figure out what you have to do for the rest of your life but you can still find purpose in things and finding purpose is going to give you so much drive example if you find a bit more purpose within your workout so maybe you're bored of the gym and i talked about this in my last episode but finding a new thing, maybe booking a half marathon, or maybe not half marathon, start wherever you wanna start, like booking a 10K or booking a 5K race, something to inspire you, something for you to work towards, that's gonna keep you going. I genuinely think like booking a race or a challenge can honestly like get you so motivated. And then also practicing a new skill. So deciding what, not necessarily deciding, but what excites you? Have you ever, seeing like a professional skipper and you're like oh my god i really want to do those cool tricks or seeing calisthenics and you're like i want to do that or seeing people do really cool like i don't know other things maybe cycling maybe tennis or anything right maybe doing loads of pull-ups let that inspiration flow don't just let it come in and you wish you could do it let that wish become reality and just make those little you know practice like having those bigger kind of goals like I've recently had this goal of like I want to be really good at calisthenics so I now have this you know it's so nice to have goals away from work and studying and everything and so me having this goal that I want to be really good at calisthenics it's just this other almost like motivation and drive that three four times a week I get to go into the gym and I get to try and I get to make progress and then when even when I'm outside the gym I'm thinking about it and thinking what I can do and like thinking of the things I'm going to be able to do and it just excites me and then other things like if you enjoy video editing or like making cute little TikToks and reels like my friend she, you know a bit like hesitant to make some videos and I was like just make some and then she was like I actually really enjoy it and I actually really enjoy when one does go a bit more viral because then I get to see like how it impacts people and people say that it helps them and I was like well there you go like it doesn't matter whether it's not your job it doesn't matter whether you're not making income or whether you're famous or whatnot like if you have a passion for something just do it I think like for YouTube I think generally it'd be so cool for like everyone imagine think about it in this way like this is the way that I think about it in like 20 years right when I got my children and they're a bit grown up. I say grown up, you know what I mean? I don't know when I'm gonna have children, but they ask me questions. They're like, oh, what did, you know, what were you like when you're 20? Imagine just typing in your YouTube channel, finding a vlog day in the life when I'm 20 years old and they watch it and they literally get to see you as a person. I think that's just incredible. So it doesn't even matter if the videos don't go viral or if you're just making it for yourself. Imagine if, again, this is only if it's like something you wanna do, but don't let 
that kind of societal, oh, you're not good enough or it's not going to go viral, get in the way. If you want to make a day in the life on a random Tuesday and put it up so that in 10 years you can watch it back and just have a little giggle, just do it. And so I guess it's just like really experimenting, being relaxed, also having like making mini goals, having little purposes to kind of drive you forward. Another thing that's going to maybe make you a little bit more unstuck or make you feel like you've got life a little bit more figured out is connecting with different people. You grow more when you connect with more or different people. When you make new friendships, you learn about a whole another type of human being, which grows you as a person. You, you get to hear more stories. And so it literally develops you as a person. You may make new plans. You might suddenly go traveling with someone and that will just give you more insight to the world. Okay, next question is how to deal with people being negative. This person specifically asked about like school and grade goals. Okay, I'm gonna give you a couple of options. I think when you have negative people or not necessarily negative people, but people keep saying comments and you're getting annoyed at them or you don't know how to deal with it or whatever, you need to start using your voice, okay? You need to start using your voice. And if you use your voice, and you're clear that something may hurt you or that you don't quite want that comment or you're just standing your ground, if that person still disrespects you, that's your chance to say, okay, well, I'm gonna need to walk away, right? So for example, if a friend's like, why are you only aiming for like a C grade? Or you could have the opposite and be like, why are you always aiming for A stars? You know, just be like, hey, so like, this is my goals and like, this is what works for me. And I think I can do this and I want to try my best and we're all different and yeah. And if they have something else to say, you can just be like, or if they continue to say it, you just say, by the way, I just want to let you know when you say that kind of tickles me because I'm trying my best right now. I'm really trying my best. And to hear you have something negative to say, it just doesn't help me. And if they continue or if they don't agree, well, then that's your, your chance to step back and show a boundary and be like, you don't get to talk to me like that. It's all about having boundaries, okay? It's about not letting people say that. I used to have that as well. And then it comes to a point now, like people don't get to say that to me because I have a boundary and they know that, they know that. And there was a big time, like when I was kind of leaving A-levels well, not leaving A-levels, like finishing school. And especially the transition of going from GCSEs to A-levels, you know, we were in such a big group, like a big year and a big group. And then you go to A-levels and like a lot of people leave and it's a bit smaller. I really fucking held up my boundaries. Like I had, remember had people like, I remember a girl, my dance squad, she used to say to me, cause I used to be in the gym squad and the dance company. And there were only like two or three people that would be in both. Cause you know, normally you're a dancer or you're a gymnast. And she would say to me, you're a gymnast. You need to stay in your own lane. And she would say to people like, Anna only got her solo in because she can do tricks because of gymnastics. Like totally disregarding the fact that I can do some sort of dance or that I enjoy to dance. Like, and the reason why it used to trigger me so much was because like, I was a self-taught dancer. Like I just love to dance as a human, as Anna, she loves to dance. And I had to kind of just like teach myself slash play around. And when someone like brings it up and just says like, oh, whatever, like it hurts. And I used to like let those comments slide. And then it came to a point where like, I would stand up and I'd be like, you can't say that about me. Or I would like, 
I think the biggest thing that I did was not people please. Sometimes the people that give us the most negative comments are the people that we lick the bums the most. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll be like, yeah, of course. Like when they are nice to us, we'll all be all friendly. And the biggest change I think, cause there was another girl as well that used to be like quite mean to me. It was always the really popular girls, bloody hell. Um, they would just like say these comments, whether it was about my body or the boys I was with or anything. But what didn't help was that they would say those things to me, I'd find out, and then I would still be friends with them. And when the real power came in was when they tried to be nice to me, <laughs> fuck off. I wouldn't give them the time of day. I wouldn't want to sit near them. I wouldn't want to be with them. I wouldn't give them the queen energy that they thought they deserved. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to treat you like that. I'm not going to be at your knees when you're nice to me and then you're going to chat shit behind my ass. So behind my ass, behind my back. <laughs> So yeah, there's that element of having a voice or stepping away. Yeah, I hope that helps because school can be hard. Oh my God, I can tell you now, if you need any sort of hope, after school, there's a like life changes. Obviously I haven't gone to uni. And so I don't know whether that's like a bit of a continuation, but I think anyways, like it comes to a certain age where like the whole kind of popularity and trying to like, ugh. it's within your power to not let those girls or people come into your life anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because you attract people on a certain level. If you're insecure or if you're feeling low about yourself, you're gonna let people come in. When you increase your self-worth and self-confidence, those people don't even get to touch on your day, right? Someone said, how do you keep studying when you're so exhausted? I feel like this was similar to like the procrastination one, but you've got to rest. Darling, if your body is saying you're exhausted, please rest. Like, because there's a level of like, you won't pick up any more information from your exams and studying if you're taking yourself to exhaustion. So it's so much better that you recharge yourself and then bring in the studying. There's also questions of like actual any tips for revising and studying. My tips are like, you really wanna be, you wanna work smarter, not necessarily harder slash longer so for example if you've got a couple of chapters you're planning to revise you could write notes and just copying the kind of notebook and doing some very like leveled out i say leveled out studying it's not necessarily going in your brain too much but you feel like you're doing something you almost you know when you've got an exam like the next day and suddenly you're with your best friend and you're like recalling the book and you're doing these quick fire answers and you feel like you're actually getting some information in, you need to start doing that from day dot, right? So instead of spending months or weeks rewriting your notes, like it doesn't matter what period. And also like, this is my experience. So if you know that writing your notes helps, carry on, don't listen to me. But on my level, I found the most kind of increase in understanding the topic, like, cause the, the trick is to understand. When you understand, you don't have to remember facts. Like you don't have to remember all these facts cause you understand it to a certain level. Like if you understand the way that blood pumps around the heart, you don't have to memorize, you, you, you understand it. Anyways, you wanna be doing quick fire stuff. So like I used to get like a blank piece of paper and I would just, write symbols or write really quick stuff of like it doesn't have to be neat and then I would like fold the piece of paper and try like recall it again and see if I understood it I remember with chemistry like it it's all these kind of active learning I'd call it so teaching your mum 
teaching a teddy bear, speaking it out loud, quick fire, like use your brain and you will find that you'll probably only be able to do like an hour at a time because you're like, oh my God, that use so much energy, but it just shows that you're taking it in. And then you wanna get away. You wanna have a bath, you wanna have a shower, you wanna do some exercise, you wanna relax. Let your brain kind of, your brain has to process stuff guys. So I don't know if that makes sense, but my tips for like revision is doing that more active kind of, you know what I used to do? I used to, oh my God, I was actually such a little study bean in so many like different weird ways. I would voice note um, my notes and then I would listen to it on repeat when I went anywhere and it came to a point where like I would remember the words and I would just like speak it out and I don't know whether it actually helped or not but I felt like it just went into the back of my brain that's one weird little thing oh also for exams like it is actually a matter of just like practicing the questions that's actually probably the one of the biggest things I think that's why like it came to a point where like with my P exam I just knew every single question so do the practice questions because they literally come up again and again and again Oh yeah, and it's also about learning the mark scheme. Like I'm telling you, school is a little bit kind of weird. It's all about remembering like the way that they do it. So um, yeah, literally I used to get up the mark schemes, learn what points they want for each thing so that when you have the question again, it's not about will I get the question right? It's knowing you're gonna hit all points because you know what they want. So 100% do the practice questions. Okay, someone said when you've wasted part of your day, how to turn it around. I think this is really important because we definitely get ourselves down about it. It's knowing that the present moment is the only moment. And sometimes when I'm in my deepest TikTok scroll for hours and hours, it's 4 p.m. I haven't done anything in my day. Although it's so hard like to come away from like the feeling of like, I have literally wasted my day. No one can tell me that I haven't. I sit there and I go, the only moment is the present moment. I literally say that the only moment is the present moment. And what that does is it doesn't matter what happens in the past, it doesn't matter what happens in the future. The only moment is the present moment. And so if you want to get up, you can get up. And it doesn't matter if it's 4 p.m. It doesn't matter if you haven't done anything all day because the only moment is the present moment. You can turn your day around at 6 p.m. You can turn your day around at 8 p.m. You want to know why or how? Let's say there's been times where like my day's been crap till about 7 p.m. And then I'm like, oh my God, I literally have to sleep in two hours. I do not want to sleep in this feeling. You switch off your devices, that's number one. You put on some music, you shake your body, you move your body, you get some fresh air, you get your favorite drink, you get your favorite food, you journal, you reflect, you turn this anger towards yourself into motivation. You go, you know what? It doesn't matter what I did today, I am trying my best. Knowing that you're trying your best will help you a lot. I just realized that I am actually quite brain frazzled. So I'm gonna listen to myself, listen to my body, and I'm gonna stop the podcast here, but I'm sending so much love and I hope some of this helped. I don't think I got through as many questions as I thought I would. I think I sometimes underestimate how much of a chatterbox I am. It's only until I send a voice note and I'm like, oh, oh, here she goes. But yeah, I guess this is a big voice note to you guys. Let me know how you found the podcast. I love, love, love hearing your feedback. It makes my day honestly makes my day and it helps me like kind of go forward with the episodes too so let me know if you like this like q a styled question because we could definitely do more because i feel like there's an endless amount of questions from you guys which i love so i'm sending so much love i hope you guys have a positive week if you're going through exams you've got this you're trying your best you're trying your hardest no matter what you're doing and you're gonna smash it you're gonna smash it and you're gonna do your very best which is all that matters okay I love you all and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.